If you want to become financially independent, come to my seminar. Let me show you how to make the fortune you have always dreamed about. Ready? Go! What happens if you are named in Nelson Rockefeller's will? You get rich quick. Stand on the line, play the game again. Everybody's gonna lose, and I'm gonna win. Gonna get rich quick. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, listeners in the Radio Free Brooklyn universe and the iTunes Pod universe. Once again, a scintillating conversation about getting rich quickly with Josh Rubin. And Noel Deneen. That's right. <laughs> Are you ready for today, Noel? Uh, yeah, yeah. I think today's going to be a good one. Are you? Do you? Yeah. I feel like we're we're on a little bit of a roll. I feel like I don't want to toot our own horn. I don't want to blow smoke up our own asses. Yeah. But you know, if you have not heard the previous two episodes, you've missed out on some real get rich quick gold. I yeah. think. Yeah, I think we're. Uh, yeah, we, we, this is. The golden year, the salad days, <laughs> as they say. Yes, the salad days. How was your week, Noel? Uh, you know, it was fine. I didn't do too much. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I've been working uh, once a month. I go and do uh, massage therapy at a uh, tech company down in the Wall Street area. And they are right across the street from the giant brass bull. Oh, yeah. That... To this day, it boggles me like why people find that thing so enticing. But for those of you that don't know, this is a giant, probably life-size sculpture, yeah. right? Yeah. Bigger well, than big, life, bigger than say? life for bigger sure. Yeah. That would be feel like one a, big old bull. I don't know. I feel I'm trying to picture in my head how big it is. I mean, I was there today, but I, for some reason it's just... But it is anatomically correct. It is. It, it is more than anatomically correct. <laughs> it is. Well, for a bull that size, it is anatomically correct. Really? For, for I think so. Have you ever seen a bull that hasn't been gelded or or <laughs> or, or clipped before? <laughs> I not that I've uh, sought out. No, not that I know of. Bulls' balls are huge. Okay, they're really big. And you know, yeah, I think within the size of this, this, and this is a giant brass bull. This bull is, I believe, solid brass. Like yeah. you could not pick this up and throw it in the back of your pickup and take off. It yeah. wouldn't happen. If if there by any chance there's anyone out there that doesn't know what we talk about, if you Google <laughs> it, you'll see it and you'll be like, uh-huh. Oh, I totally know what they're talking right. about. Yeah. Brass bull Wall Street. I would imagine you'll find uh you'll find it right there. Just brass bull. Brass yeah. bull. And that'll just come up. But anyway, so it's anatomically correct. And every time I go there, all day, because I go out for lunch, then I come back, and then I leave, there is a circle of tourists mm-hmm. on this. It's a, and it's in a median, basically. It's like a little traffic triangle on Broadway, and it splits. It creates like a wide junction. And they go actually out into the street, and they take pictures with it. And what you see is, and this is a big brass thing. No one ever shines it, but the body is all patinaed and brown. And then the entire head, horns, face, ears is super shiny because everyone takes their picture and they rub the bull's head or they lean on it or something like that. And then the balls are shiny because when you walk by it, everybody and their mother is on their knees holding the balls with a selfie stick in the other hand, (laughs) taking a photo of themselves. Little old ladies. Uh Uh-huh. Little old ladies. (laughs) Little old ladies. It's true. And, And I feel like, you know, younger women... But you know, in their twenties, they're they're very excited by big testicles. Apparently, <laughs> do they still have the barricades all around it? It's not bar. I don't know what you mean by barricades, like like fencing, like the police horses. <clears throat> no, they have around it uh, like uh, pylons 
but okay. the permanent pylon so people can actually step out in the street with it because it's so popular. All right. So the traffic won't won't actually hit all the tourists as they take pictures of the testicles next to their face. Yeah, because during uh, Occupy Wall Street, uh-huh. they put those wooden ho- horses all around it and had like just a way you could get in and out. Because I guess they wanted to pepper spray the people in the streets (laughs) and protect the shit out of that bull. (laughs) Well, I'm sure you know it is bullish. There's a there's a reason for that bull being there. There is a reason for that bull being here. Those Occupy Wall Streeters were not happy with it. I'm sure they were ready to vandalize it. Well, yeah, but you could wash some paint off it. One would think, but you know, I'm sure that thing's been pepper spray some hippies, paint bombed before. Do you think? I wonder. Yeah, I mean, it would make sense, but uh, yeah. I always forget about it until I started going down there and seeing it all the time. It never made any impression on me personally. Yeah, no. Except when I was like 12 and I was like, those are their balls on that statue. <laughs> like, that's when you should want to get your picture taken with those balls. Yeah. And the other thing is, there's a lot of like bros that take their pictures with the balls. And these are the same people, if you hung an actual set of balls right next to their face, they would not be so happy having their picture taken with them. I feel. Uh, Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you're wrong. (laughs) (laughs) You know, anything's possible. That's my little little story of the day. I always I always think about that. I always it boggles my mind. Like after sixteen, seventeen years old, yeah. What do you want to take pictures next to brass balls for? Well, because you know they don't have them all over the country. They got truck nuts all over the country. That's true. Maybe truck nuts are going to slowly erode the popularity (laughs) of the Wall Street bull. (laughs) They'll replace the Wall Street bull (laughs) with just some giant truck nuts. Oh, you should get truck nuts and hang them from the nuts. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Speaking of nuts, uh, childhood infatuations, I feel like our uh, our suggestion this week, our topic this week, mm-hmm. is every kid's fantasy true. about getting rich. It's true. Uh, yeah. So our topic this week is bum, bum, bum. treasure hunting. Yes. Yeah. Adventure. Adventure on the high seas. On the prairies, on in, the plains. In the jungles. On the mountains. Oh, yeah, on the mountains. In the deserts. It doesn't matter. It's all about adventure when you're getting into treasure hunting. It sure is. But it's really all about getting rich. It, Yeah. Yeah. If you find a good treasure. You're, you're good. You're done. Ooh. I mean, so what that Bloomberg News in 2014 laid out a whole article indicating why you should never invest in treasure hunting. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what if they say that every treasure is overestimated on its value by 80%? Mm-hmm. So what? So what if they say that the eventual return on investment is less than 30% of what you put into it? Oh, wow. Well, because supposedly, and who cares? Okay. Because it doesn't matter. You're going to get rich with treasure hunting. Otherwise, we wouldn't choose it as a topic. Exactly. That's all we need to know. Mm, right. <laughs> but just for an example, one of the things they bring up is when these deep sea treasure hunters uh-huh. talk about the value of uh, treasure of coins. They're not talking about the meltdown value of it. They're talking about really because the, the meltdown value is usually less oh, sure. on paper than the value of yeah. the coin is a collector's item. But the problem is when they start talking about the numbers of coins they're going to be collect getting from this that they're assuming when they come up with numbers of 300 million or 400 million, 
is it doesn't take into account that if this many coins are actually found at once, at once, yeah. you're flooding the market. Sure. So the value drops exponentially. Yeah, we need some uh, deep sea treasure hunting De Beers out there. We do to sit <laughs> on these coins and just dole them out one at a time. I wonder if there's a planet in space that is made up entirely of pirates' <laughs> booty. <laughs> Probably, yeah. And we could just fly out there and sit on the pirate's booty with a patch over our eye and a parrot on our shoulder. Yeah. You know, uh, deep sea treasure hunting, I can see how that has a huge cost to try to find. Enormous. But I don't is I don't think that would be the same for treasure hunting on land. Not at all. Essentially, all you need is a shovel, maybe some sort of radar. <clears throat> Four five hundred dollars for a good metal detector. Yeah, and a, and you know, a pickaxe and a shovel, and a donkey and a donkey to carry all of your yeah. You know, treasure of Sierra Madre. They didn't even have a uh, uh, a metal detector. They just had three guys and a couple of donkeys, pickaxes and shovels. <laughs> but they had the green eyed monster jealousy. Which is why I'm sort of a believer in, in when it comes to the treasure hunting, it should be a solo act, I feel. Yeah. <clears throat> well, a, a, a couple people. It, that's, it's heavy work. It is heavy work, but, you know, again, the green-eyed monster, Treasure of Sierra Madre, is an example of what happens when you have three people find this treasure, and then they, you know, the, it gets bad, man. Yeah. It gets bad. So, you know, if you do it on your own, then you're on your own. Yeah. You can be like Scrooge McDuck, diving in and swimming around, stuff like that. But, yes, I agree with you. Land searching, land treasure hunting, yeah. the way to go. Uh, you know, as a kid in Canada, uh, a big one was Oak Island. Have you ever heard of that? Never. Oh, it, it, it's great. It's in Nova Scotia, mm-hmm. and it's an island, and they've got the money pit in there. Uh-huh. And it's got like all sorts of lore about it and how it was like hidden pirates treasure and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And there is actually uh, a, a spot they found. And when they dig, it's got like every so often as you go down further, it's got beams mm-hmm. and flagstone and layers of uh, like coconut tree. Coconut tree, which is yeah, which is that's not in Canada. That is not in Canada, and it's but it's like people kept like digging and digging, and then it would like flood and they'd all die. Oh, so it was like booby trapped. Uh, well, eventually, they someone some company bought the island, uh huh, and just kept digging and digging and digging, and broke through the bottom into some giant cavern. Really? So they think that maybe it was a booby trap. Mm-hmm. Maybe the treasure's somewhere in that cavern. Uh-huh. Or maybe uh, like water had washed away and made that cavern and taken the treasure out somewhere. Right. So no one really knows. But as a kid, <laughs> that was like, oh, I'm going to find that treasure. Well, you know, I grew up a part of my life in the Caribbean. Yeah. So deep sea treasure <clears throat> was always a thing. Yeah. Like we always, anytime, you know, there were shipwrecks all off the coast of St. Thomas where I I grew up for a period of time. And, you know, we used to dive there all the time going, you know, just hoping to find something, Mm -hmm. hoping to find something. It was always very exciting as a kid. Um, You know, 
one thing I, I, I sort of researched, and I, I remember hearing about one of these books back in the 80s, um, but I didn't realize how prevalent they were. These treasure hunting books where basically in the story, there are clues in the story of where you can find a treasure. Mm-hmm. And then what the uh, writers of the book do, I assume with monies from the publishers, is they have a pretty expensive piece of jewelry or uh, uh, statuary, usually gold or precious jewels that they hide. And that, you know, if you buy the book and read the book and follow the story of the book, you will actually can go out and find this buried treasure. That's fantastic. And there's lots of those. But the most recent one that has apparently taken the interweb and the world by storm, there is a guy in Santa Fe named Forrest Fenn. Mm Mm-hmm who is a uh, millionaire art collector. And he wrote a memoir. He thought he had terminal cancer. And he took a brass box that was in itself worth a ton of money, filled it with jewels, uh, gold, gold dust, all the kind of things that you expect to find when you find a treasure chest. right? And then went on a long hike somewhere. No one knows where except for him buried it, then came back, wrote his memoir, and within the memoir he wrote a poem. And in this poem is supposed to be all of the clues leading to this treasure. And there are blogs and websites completely dedicated to finding this treasure. This happened in 2010, mm-hmm. he wrote this, and no one has found it yet. Wow! But there are people that do entire vacations where they go and uh, search sure. for the Forest Fen treasure. Yeah. And the whole purpose of this, and he didn't die. He's still alive. He's 84 now. Um, and and he his whole thing was like, I wanted people to get up off their ass and get out and do it. And you can find the poem. And then he also put out another clue, which was kind of a map that runs along the Rocky Mountains through the four states that the Rocky Mountains is. And it's within that range but it's still a pretty massive thing and then he also threw out another clue is like you know don't go too high up because apparently someone went like fourteen thousand feet up and had to be rescued in the winter (laughs) time um he says don't go too far up you know take into account i was like 79 years old when i terminally ill right so i couldn't you know you got to think in terms of like where can a 79 year old man make his way to that he's not going to collapse and die yeah i feel like any story that's going to start with a you know rich terminally ill art collector (laughs) blank 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 the rest Uh of that story is going to be pretty good usually Uh uh-huh uh what could even make it better is if he was like mad well uh, yes (laughs) (laughs) taking over the world yeah you have to find his cachet um but also in my research, one thing I found that I was really had no idea about, um, the Illuminati has treasure rooms all over the world. Oh, I did not know this. It makes sense. It makes right. perfect sense. These treasure rooms are filled with, apparently the treasure rooms in New Mexico, there's enough money in the treasure rooms in New Mexico Every taxpayer in America could be given $100,000. <laughs> There's enough money. That's just in New Mexico. There's enough money in the treasure rooms in Utah mm-hmm. 
that we could pay off our national debt. Okay. Our trillion-dollar national debt could be paid off just with the treasure rooms in Utah. All right. The thing, one of the things, so so there's a lot of symbolism, obviously, involved with Illuminati stuff. So oh. actually finding the treasure rooms, it's a process. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to really look for the signs. But one thing to get you guys, and if, you know, if you would like to know more about it, you know, you can you can let us know. Uh, contact us, let us know, and we can do a whole show on the Illuminati symbolism for for looking at things because it is that kind of down the wormhole. Okay. But one of the big things that you should know about all Illuminati uh, treasure rooms, if there is a governmentally protected site, that would be state parks. Yeah, Area 51. Uh <laughs> Uh, federal re- reserve parks. Okay. Um, places like Gettysburg battlegrounds. Any place that is a governmentally protected natural site. Oh, okay. So there's a treasure area room. Area fifty one. Not area fifty one. No, area fifty one. That's. I think we all know area fifty one. There's no not a treasure room there. That's where we keep. That's where they keep all of the uh, aliens. And it's also, I believe, area fifty one is also the portal interdimensional portal for the lizard people. Yeah, it, it's it's a, got a lot of purposes. Right, but I feel like the money isn't being kept there. But if you were to go to Gettysburg, mm-hmm. for instance, I mean, look, the Civil War was fought on a lot of battlefields. Why is Gettysburg so important? <laughs> it's just a question. It's just a question. Uh-huh. I'm not inciting anything. It's just a question. But yeah, so any federally protected uh, park area, uh, uh, battlefield, anything like that. Grant's tomb, I would imagine. Yeah. Probably chock full of gold. Oh, yeah. Tomb of the Unknown Soldier. Yeah. That's got a guy guarding it at all times. Yep. Yep. So for all you treasure hunters out there, I think I just gave you a nice tip yeah. on how to start your treasure hunting. Yeah, that's good. That's a good. I, I did not know about these Illuminati treasure rooms. <laughs> well, you know. Somebody's got to know. Yeah, well, it makes perfect sense. Of course it does. Of course it does. Of course it does. You know, when I was looking into things, one thing that really occurred to me is that whether it's this Oak Island or all these other lost treasures, Mm -hmm. there are things that have been, you know, written about in volume. Right. And people have been looking for them for years and... So you've got a lot of competition. They're obviously really well hid mm-hmm. or or you know just can't be found very easily. It, it just occurred to me there's got to be an easier way, right? Okay. There needs to be something something better. So it occurred to me like why go after a treasure that for hundreds of years has had every adventure seeker out there trying their damnedest to get and not being able to come up with. Uh-huh. Why not go after new treasure, hidden treasure? Uh-huh. Right? So I uh, I figured, okay, who's going to go? Who's going to be burying their money? And I came up with two major groups. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, survivalist kind of end-of-days people, uh-huh. militia types, mm-hmm. and drug dealers. Drug dealers. Yeah. You yeah. know, these people are, you know, the, the survivals are hiding their money 
so that they can have a lot of money after the collapse of society. Right, and because, so the government can't take it. Right, all that gold because they they're the ones that are all into the the, oh, the gold standard. Yeah. Right, they're the ones that Glenn Beck is always talking to to buy gold, buy gold, buy gold. Yeah, okay, and yeah, yeah. Uh, and the drug dealers just because they have too much to be able to right. do anything with. They keep you know billions of dollars in uh in uh in the bathroom in the bathroom. <laughs> right, I mean we all, we all saw Scarface. Yeah, lighting cigars with it. Boom, boom. <laughs> So, so anyway, I looked, and I found a site uh, called How to Bury Your Valuables, and it is a survivalist who uh, uh-huh. is teaching people how to bury their, vi- uh, their valuables. And a lot of this site is taken up with, you know, make sure you wrap it with saran wrap, right. make sure you oil your guns, and, you know, the, the actual how. But then there's quite a bit of the blog that's uh-huh. devoted to how to pick your spot. Oh. Right? So if you were to target areas of suspected drug dealers uh-huh. or uh, <laughs> you know end-of-days anti-government militia types uh-huh. and then go after just these spots, you really have worked down. You, you're, you know, you've, you've got... Increased your odds immensely. You have. I mean, your danger level goes up. It yeah. There is there is a real risk. Yeah. <laughs> when doing something like I just want to put that out there. I feel like we need to let the risks be known. Well, you know, you drive quick, you've got a bigger risk of accident. Uh-huh. You get rich quick, you might get taken out on the way up, you know? So uh, according to how to bury your valuables, uh, there so one of the rules is use multiple locations. Uh-huh. That makes sense. Most likely they're all going to be in the same general area though. Right. You absolutely. know, so if yeah. you find one, keep a looking. Yeah. Because you're in you're in uh it's gonna be raining. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh so another one of his rules is when you go when you bury your stuff, bring no electronics, no phones, right? No, no GPS, no cameras, what? no Low jack, no OnStar, uh-huh. no Easy Pass. Do digital cameras now have GPS in them? I guess they do. You yeah, can they tag, do. You and can and tag like where you're at. Yeah, and a lot of cars do too. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so again, a donkey, a pickaxe, and a shovel. Yeah, basically, right? Uh-huh. So, in general, it's never going to be too far from the source, right? It, it, it you know, think bike ride. Not drive from the source. You meaning the meaning the drug dealer yes. himself, the right. drug dealer, the survivalist, the compound. Right, right. Yep, yep. Okay. Uh, uh, so another one of these rules is high and dry. Yeah, you want to dig sense. on a hilltop, uh, ridges, and far away from bodies of water. Makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So another rule is uh, you want it. Within a wooded area, ideally a walking distance from your home, that's unlikely to be disturbed by construction or logging companies. Makes sense. Right? So we're really whittling down. Yeah, we really are. Do you think he realized what he was doing also was telling people where to go so they can steal his money? No. I'm sorry, treasure hunt his money? No, I think he was just giving tips. And I, 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 yeah, I, 
I don't. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I I don't think so. But judging by this website, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, it, one thing he did say in the website is that he, the ideal place that you would put it, when, is somewhere where no one would think of, so that when they find out where it is, they'll be like. He put his stuff where? <laughs> but one thing he did not say is they're going to say he buried his stuff? <laughs> because I think that one's going to be kind of obvious. So um, uh, so another thing that he said to look out for is the frost line. So you want to dig down and ideally just have your box or whatever it is, your container, uh, right at the top of the frost line, uh-huh. or just below the frost line. Um, and then he also said, somewhere that can be well lit by a full moon, yeah. so that you don't have to bring a flashlight. He advised, strongly advised against bringing flashlights. People can spot you. So we're basically looking at now a clearing in the woods mm-hmm. on top of a hill, uh-huh. a short walk from... A compound or a <laughs> drug dealer's home. Yeah, yeah. A, a smuggler's den. Uh-huh. A smug- uh- <laughs> so that was so adventurous. That that really made me think differently yeah. about that one. Uh-huh. A smuggler's uh, den. And yeah, so and so and and so if you got you're looking at the spot, you whittled it down, there's three hills. Which one is it? Right. It's the one with no windows facing that direction from anywhere. You know, it, it's the one that's hidden. Yep, yep. He, This guy also suggested <laughs> that you may think about only going to your hiding place in the midst of the worst storms. <laughs> <laughs> so this guy's fun at a party. I mean, look, his reasoning is solid. His logic is solid. Uh-huh. I, I get it all. No one's going to be out in the midst of the worst storm. You know, you, you, but but he really has. All you had to do was exactly what you did: find that website, and now find out where this guy lives. Yeah, which isn't hard. You know, you know his blog. You can look him up. You can, you know, and you can find his millions. Or yeah, well, I don't think this guy has millions. I his, think he might have millions of guns. He's got in a can. <laughs> the, the, the impression I got from this guy is he has millions of guns. Well, that I think is. Based on who we're talking about taking uh, uh, treasure hunting from, uh-huh. we'll call it treasure hunting from, uh, that's a risk that you're going to be running up against. I think all survivalist militia guys have m- millions of guns. Yeah, and, and drug dealers aren't drug necessarily d- famous for, you <laughs> for, know, for, for the, the judo. violent <laughs> approach. <laughs> yeah. For the peaceful, nonviolent <laughs> yeah. approach. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I like this. I think this is something that, if I had a little more activity in me, mm-hmm. I might even actually do. Like I would actually, this could be like a fun vacation. Oh yeah, yeah. And you live on New York, you know. Right. You can probably within a couple blocks find multiple drug dealers and multiple survivalists. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Living in the same building, I would imagine. Yeah. Um, but you know, like take a trip. I remember I had been out to Montana, and I, I was staying in Bozeman with a friend of mine, and he had showed me. Uh, uh, I can't remember the cult leader's name, but they were an end-of-days cult 
where they all dressed in purple, mm-hmm. and they had a huge compound with underground uh, underground uh, bunkers. facilities, yeah. bunkers, and it was all built up. And, and I wouldn't be surprised if I had gone around there using this guy's rules. I would have found tons of stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. So, so say you've got a suspected area like that. Right. I think applying these rules... You could you could get it down to like here's ten places I need to dig. Right. Yeah, absolutely. You know, but people don't take into account. You know, there is no X marks the spot. Yeah, no, really, I, there's no so, X. You know, right. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you know, even if you're digging in the clearing, if the clearing is you know an acre and a half, uh-huh. you're still kind of spitting blind. I mean, you've narrowed it way down, but you got to dig, dig, dig. Yeah, but you were looking for the high point of that. Oh, that's true. Good right? point. Right. You, yeah. you don't want the part that's going to get swampy. Right. No, no, you no. You want the part that's going to be the driest. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. You really narrowed it down, Noel. I, I think I have. I mean, you kind of shut it down. You've made... You, 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 I mean, this is it, guys. That's right. We expect a lot of money rolling <laughs> a into A lot of money. We're going to get tithes all over the... We're going to get, like, gold coin tithes. Uh-huh. I, I, I don't care how we get it as long as we get it. Yeah. Um. You know, uh, I was going to say something. Uh, but it's gone. Okay. But um, we oh uh, that could we could even you know along with the uh the random rules, we could see how uh these riches stack up to being hid correctly using the rules of hiding by the sky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. From now on, we're gonna uh, look at how likely you are to get rich. And how easy these riches are to be hidden. <laughs> and then how easy they are to be stolen. Or, I'm sorry, treasure hunted from you. Treasure hunted. Treasure hunted. Yeah. That's going to be my new phrase in, in period. Per- when I when I go and I like sneak a little extra whatever from the candy shop, uh-huh. I'm just I just treasure hunted it. Yeah. When I go and eat out of the uh, the uh, big bins at the Whole Foods, treasure hunting. I'm just treasure hunting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so hey, Josh, do we have any kind of Get Rich Quick Tip of the Week this week? Well, of course we do, Noel. All right. So brought to you by Radio Free Brooklyn. Uh, Every week we take a few moments of our show and dedicate them to another way that you can get rich fast, Uh, not having to do with our main topic. So if you only have a couple minutes, listen to the tip, come back later, listen to the rest of the show, and and you know you're 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 in a million dollar sandwich basically, <laughs> some twisted money Oreo. All right, here we go. So this is today's get rich quick tip of the week. Portland's first professional cuddler says for sixty dollars an hour she'll be the big spoon or the little spoon, whatever makes her client feel better. I get questions about if I offer other services, which I do not. <laughs> the former personal trainer charges thirty five dollars for a thirty minute cuddle session. $60 for an hour, and $300 for an overnight session. Everyone needs touch. It's 100% necessary for us to thrive. And as adults, there's a lot of inconsistencies in the touch that we receive. How would you like to start? Uh, it's good. Perfect. So there you go, folks. Cuddling. Yeah. Who'd have thought it? Yeah. $60 an hour to cuddle. And I will tell you this. This sounds like a joke. And it kind of is. But this woman went from having this idea where she was just sort of going to people's houses and cuddling for $35 for 30 minutes, 60 minutes, 
the whole nine yards, uh-huh. to actually having a brick-and-mortar place with multiple rooms and employees that she did a 40-hour cuddling certification. Oh, wow. When, <laughs> when she announced <laughs> that she was opening a brick-and-mortar place, she received over 10,000 inquiries. Wow. Uh about setting up appointments to right. come to her shop. So she really took spooning on a bed and turned it into silver spoon <laughs> in her mouth. <laughs> she really did that. Just sounded so horrible. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I don't necessarily that buy really, the that's all really. that, that's involved. <laughs> well, no, I mean, apparently it is. And apparently, now I'm going to say that this is taking off around the country. Uh-huh. There's a woman who does it here in New York. She charges a bit more because it's New York prices. It's still a dollar a minute for the hour, but the overnight is $500. There's a woman doing it in Atlanta. There's a woman doing it in Rochester, New York as well. Uh, <laughs> there is. This is becoming a movement. I don't believe the nothing else <laughs> part, though. I, 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 just I do. I absolutely believe it. You can't, I mean, I can't imagine that there, you know, that people aren't getting aroused while cuddling, uh-huh. but I truly believe there is. Look, there's there are people out there for everything. Yeah, yeah, there I, are. That I believe a hundred percent, and I have just seen it way too many times to discount that she is possibly tricking. You, you know, when I first moved to New York, you know all the karaoke places where you rent a karaoke room. Uh huh. I was I had never heard of that before, <laughs> and I was convinced that this was really uh, like a rent by the hour hotel scheme. Uh, that was going on. I had it, it never occurred to me that people actually do that. And then, who would, who would want to go into a room and sing, record exactly? Music? It's the stupidest <laughs> thing I've ever heard yeah. of. You're taking karaoke, which is already, in my opinion, not the top activity I'm going to go do. <laughs> and then you were removing all of the sociability of it, you know. Uh-huh. And yeah, I was convinced they were. That is just a, a fixed up undercover. By the hour motel. Right. So they don't need a massage license. They can just have <laughs> prostitutes singing yeah. to you. Well, they're singing coaches. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going for my singing lesson in Koreatown right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, you know, I did put some thought into the fact that there is some danger involved in stealing money from, or, or, or finding money from... Treasure hunting money. Treasure hunting money from... <laughs> Uh, militias or, or drug dealers. I'm and, glad you put some thought into that. Yeah, and and I know that as our audience grows, we're going to have some out there that aren't as in it to win it as others, and really <laughs> maybe aren't willing to put their necks on the line for millions of dollars. Right. Yeah. Certainly. Uh So I, I I did decide I I also need to come up with a way, a safer way, to treasure hunt. Okay. Uh. So, I went on the interwebs, uh-huh. I took a little look-see, uh-huh. and I found a site <laughs> that is uh, an ex-Scientologist message board. Uh-huh. And so it's forums where people that used to be in Scientology you know, are, are talking on threads about different things. Right. And there's a thread that is all about different people's stories about how there's a few people within Scientology that are uh, uh, using the, what do they call it when they, oh, audits. You know when they audit you? Right, yeah, yeah. So they're using the audits as a cover 
to really do past life regressions on you to find out about hidden treasures your past lives know about. Uh-huh. And they, they claim Scientology has a... Sh- you know how they have a, a, the whole naval thing. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they've got a ship dedicated just to finding these treasures that have been plumbed out of people's past live regressions oh my God. that were done in secret when they were really supposed to be getting audits. This religion is so whacked <laughs> out. It is it is so amazingly whacked yeah. out. And and there were a bunch of people on this thread saying like that happened to me too and this person as well and <laughs> and and uh you know it's not just happening over here it's also happening over here. So you know surely you're not going to try to join Scientology, become the top of their church to get their treasure hunting info this way. Because if you're going to get to the top of the church, you've already made your millions. Right. I was going <laughs> to say, you're getting it, you got people just throwing money at you. You, yeah. don't, you don't need the treasure hunting. But that being said, if they have the boat uh-huh. that's just for treasure hunting... That's clearly coming down from on high. Oh, yeah. No, they're, they're saying that this is a hidden agenda of the church. I, I, I can believe that. Sure. Yeah. Sure. L. Ron Hubbard was a weird dude. He was. He was. And this Jim Mis- Mis- Maskevich, Miskevich. Yeah, Moskovich or whatever it is. <laughs> Miskavage. Yeah. Um, That's what it is, Miskavage. He's, he's a weird and dangerous dude. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, right. I like throwing danger in there, too. Yeah, well, you know, look, any kind of... so so. Do you think then that what you should do is so? Here are some questions for you. Uh huh. The takeaway from this is join Scientology. No, I got a better takeaway. Okay. Uh, so in my opinion, there's there's two things you could do. Uh huh. You could start your own Scientology. You know, start a cult. Right. And uh, use this practice within your cult. Uh huh. Or even better yet, become a hypnotherapist. And when people come to quit smoking, you, you can find out about what their past lives know about hidden treasure and where it is and what's in it. That's a good one. That's great. That's actually really good. Yeah. I was going to say, if you just want to find out what you know about it, is you go in for an audit. Because you can go in for an audit. They'll do an audit on you. They're happy to do an audit on you to try to get you into the church. Okay. You could walk into... If you go to any sort of like woo-woo convention, okay. I think that's the official name of those conventions. But, you know, there are always Scientology booths set up mm-hmm. where you can get audited. Turn on your little memo mm-hmm. on your iPhone, stick it in your pocket, let them do their past life regression on you, and you will record yourself giving out where you hid treasure. <laughs> that's great. However many lives ago yeah and you can go and dig it up yourself yeah you know what would be good is if we could rally all the millions of get rich quick with josh and Noel listeners out there rally them yeah and we could uh crowdsource this and we could all put our info together Ooh, that's a great idea if any of you out there are hypnotherapists we could work this that all we need from you is to actually do the regressions on us, uh-huh. and then that person would get a cut 
for sure. doing that. We sure. wouldn't pay you up front for it. It's not like a regular session. That's right. That's the same way we don't ask for money up front. Exactly. No money down here no on money Get down. Rich Quick. And we have so many listeners at this point <laughs> that, I mean, this could be the final, the final countdown. We could pay off the national debt of the United States of America. We could... Give every taxpayer in this country a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, Not according that, to Mitt Romney, though, there's only like twelve taxpayers in the country. Right. Well, that's true. <laughs> it's, uh, but but they're very wealthy. Yeah, that's true. They need a hundred thousand. <laughs> they do need a hundred thousand dollars. But that be you know, I, I I think that's a that may be a great idea. We could use that for a lot of other things, though, too. I would imagine. Oh yeah, yeah, sure you could. Hmm. Uh. <laughs> what I'm not sure. Yeah, well, we're gonna just pause for a few moments, and just, we're all just, just gonna <laughs> silently <laughs> contemplate what all the things we could possibly take, use this take for. Take this in, let it run through our bodies. Yeah, cuddle with it a little bit. Even <laughs> we could cuddle with spoon it, spoon it, spoon it. Wait a minute, that's not a spoon. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a spoon in your pocket? Or yeah. Are you glad to see me? Um, wow, you're coming up with gold today. Yeah, I feel like I'm discovering treasures. Just listening to you today, and I think that's the way everyone should think about this particular episode. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is that you have dug deep into the get rich quick world, and you are coming up with gold coins. Yeah. Well, I did really though early on when I was looking at stuff, I tried to focus on stuff I could walk to and dig <laughs> because uh-huh. it's so much more accessible to go to the hardware store and buy a shovel, right? Than to charter a giant boat. Yeah. Get a deep sea submarine uh-huh. with a giant robot claw that yep. comes out, and you know, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, there are there are even locally there are guys who just go out on the beach. You know, New York though. One thing I will say: when you are treasure hunting, you have to be really aware of the laws of the land. Okay, because depending on where you live, there are different laws that come that have to do with with finding treasure. Sure, sure. In New York, if you find Anything like if you're a guy on the beach just whacking away with a uh, with a, a, a metal, metal detector, detector, yeah, and you find a, a, a ten thousand dollar Rolex watch, by law you have to spend an extraordinary amount of time. Like you have to try to return this item. You have to bring it to the police. You have to try to return this item. You cannot excavate on public land mm-hmm. in New York State. Really. Yeah, it's because of the concern of finding archaeological things and then fucking them up by excavating or ruining them in some some fashion, which I guess is the same thing as fucking them sure. up. Um, uh, in Bermuda, which is like the gold standard of deep sea treasure hunting because sure. there were so yeah. many pirate ships and ships that sank there, they actually get something like 40 to 50% of whatever the value of the treasure is, goes to Bermuda. Wow. It's a tax. It's, okay. a, it's a treasure tax. And surprisingly, almost all states in the Union have these, and certainly, and, and almost all countries in the world have these, because, you know, we should get a piece. You know, in, in there's supposedly that big Nazi gold treasure trove that's sitting somewhere in Austria that mm-hmm. people have been looking for forever. Uh, okay. <clears throat> um Although in, uh, I don't know if you heard about this, but in California on this ranch, the Saddle River Ranch, this uh, couple was out walking on their property, 
and it was a weird situation. They don't own the land, but they they do. It's sort of state-owned land that's sold, but if they when they die, they can't pass the land on. Okay, the state gets it back. So it's like state... Hawaii. Hawaii basically rents all the land, and the state owns all the land. And you, if you have a house, uh-huh. you pay like a hundred-year lease on your land. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Okay, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, 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 no interruption at all. That's interesting. It's, yeah. you know, a good point. So, yeah, same same idea, I, I would imagine. So this couple has this ranch, and they're out walking around, and they were walking with, like, a cane or a walking stick, and they heard it. They hit the ground and heard it tink. And this sits really well into what your friend, the militiaman, uh, had, uh, was talking about as far as discovery. And they hear a tink, and they dig around a little bit where that tink was, and they pull mm-hmm. out this can. Uh, from the early 1800s or 1840s, right, and pulled out in this can were 40 Gold Rush era gold coins. Mm -hmm. Rare, rare, rare gold coins. They said, wow, this is amazing. Let's dig around a little more. And they went to this spot and this spot and this spot, all within the area, the clearing in their ranch amongst the woods that was high up. Sure. And found four more of these cans. Oh man. Stuffed with these uh gold rush era gold coins. I uh, love this. Um coming in for a total of like 15 million dollars. Wow. And this is California? This is in California. Would, would do you know what California's treasure tax is? I don't. The apparently I think in California if you find any treasure on uh Private on your property, mm-hmm. it's all yours. Okay, so it's just income tax you pay then. Yes, I uh, would imagine it's income tax. Yeah, that's great. What's that county uh, in in California that's like known as the weed county that grows all the weed? Humboldt, baby. Humboldt County, right? That's where you got to go and tr- and tr- find the treasures. Yes, that's where all the drug dealers are just burying barrels of money. Although it's not even the drug dealers, it's the growers. Humboldt is all growers. Well, that's what I meant actually. But yeah. those guys are those guys are are itchy with the trigger finger. Yeah. But it's okay. That's okay. It's okay. Look, I mean if you want to go that route, if you go to Colorado, because they're uh so the Colorado pot industry, this is one of the conundrums that these companies, these pot companies are having over there. Because it is state legal legalized, but it is still against the law federally, the banks are having issue taking money, right? Yeah. It is a huge cash business. So what these guys do is they have stash houses all over Colorado that they uh, keep tens of millions of dollars in. Oh, wow. At periods of time that are guarded with armed guards. Okay. And there's a whole industry that has shot up of former military and uh, and law enforcement that what they do is basically move this money around. They don't leave, <laughs> they don't leave the money in a stash house for any extended period of time, obviously, because of the fact that eventually someone will figure out that it's here. So they, they have like multiple stash houses and you will see convoys of heavily armed people okay. in driving around tens of millions of dollars in trucks. Wow. So if you're going to treasure hunt this treasure, you're actually going to have to stalk 
your prey. Right. <laughs> You're really hunting. You're going to have to. There's a different sort of planning that goes on here. It could still involve a shovel, a pickaxe, and a donkey if you want. Uh-huh. Um, but <laughs> a donkey, <laughs> a donkey. That's how we said it in the in the islands. We call them donkeys. Okay. Um, uh, <laughs> shovel, a pickaxe, and a donkey. But you know, you're gonna have to. This treasure moves. X doesn't always mark the spot, and you're gonna have to kind of figure out the patterns of this treasure moving. <laughs> yeah. And in figuring out the patterns of this treasure moving, you can figure out where the treasure will be at a given time, and then can use your pickaxe, shovel, and donkey to uh. I imagine in this case, the pickaxe and shovel will get you into the building. Yes. The donkey is more of a as a, a, a ruse, a ploy, a Trojan horse. Yeah, that's your diversion. Donkey. Right, diversion. Thank yeah. you. That's the word I was going for, but I, I pulled out my uh, thesaurus to yeah. come up with something else for it. And on the, on the Trojan horse angle, <laughs> you could probably fit a lot of wads of bills up that donkey's butt. <laughs> <laughs> and just walk them away. Uh huh. No I one here but me and this donkey. Donkey full of cash. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's a pinata I want at my party. <laughs> you know, I wonder if you could use the uh, excuse of treasure hunting to try for your defense of almost any robbery type crime. Uh-huh. Like, no, I was just. <laughs> Treasure hunting. I wasn't robbing a Brinks truck. No. I found <laughs> treasure. <laughs> I mean, look at it. It's a giant metal box filled with money. Yeah. So if you out there do try to do this and use this as your defense and get off, uh, we we would still love our 10%, but please send it in unmarked envelopes. <laughs> we don't need to know where it came yeah, from. No. And... Uh, you know, or you should give us some money for uh, legal defense fees. Sure. I mean, we'll take that as well. 10% of whatever your lawyer's fee is, we should get if it works. <laughs> Only if it works. Yeah. Either way, we're getting 10%, guys. Yeah, we, we're, that's, that's our deal. And we will send out collection notices yeah. if, we, if we find out that you guys are using this <laughs> and, uh, and not paying us. <laughs> We've got it all recorded, yeah, time stamped and dated. You know, uh, this week I saw, I, I had to look up. Uh, I, I was looking up. I had to read a document at work, and someone had uh, meant to put disseminate, and they had written decimate instead, uh-huh. which you know to smash or to whatever. So, right. but in in looking up uh, disseminate, the definition for decimate also came up. And, you know, decimate is also to take 10% from. Oh, that makes it deci is 10, is yeah. 10 right? Yeah, that makes perfect sense when you think about it. But, huh? yeah, we, we would rather say Tithe. we're tithing. Right. You're, you're but tithing, if you don't comply, but... we will decimate. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a perfect way to put it. Yeah. I think that is... is, is um, it, that leave it right there. Yeah, leave it right there. Tithe us our ten percent. Yeah. If not, we will decimate. We will decimate that ten percent <laughs> from you. <laughs> uh, so it's probably getting to be around that time where uh, we're going to take the ideas that we have discussed today and all our ploys and schemes and plans, and we are going to hold them up against the highest bar of. Business, getting rich, quick, 
rules that are out there, which is fr- called from the internet, right? So every week, Radio Free Brooklyn uh, and Get Rich Quick with Josh and Noel, we get together and we scour the internet and we randomly choose some rules for getting rich of which to judge our schemes by. Um, and uh, we seem to be having some problems finding these rules right now, but uh, we, they may have been located. <laughs> you know, sometimes, like treasure hunting, the best rules of getting rich quick are the ones that are the hardest to find on your computer. <laughs> <laughs> they really are. So here we go. Today's uh, Get Rich Quick rules are... Brought to you from Radio Free Brooklyn. <laughs> brought to you from Radio Free Brooklyn are a... Ten-point plan to get rich quick as an entrepreneur. We've actually done some of these before, okay, but we didn't finish them off. I felt that they were so good, all right, that I wanted to sort of get into this and okay, uh, waste not, want not. Yeah. So um, here we go. Uh, the first rule in part two of 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 the ten-point plan to get rich quick as an entrepreneur is uh, ignore social issues. Yeah, if we're uh, if we're trying to get money from drug dealers, from militiamen, militiamen, <laughs> I think anything where you are going out into the wild, yeah. in quotes, yeah, and uh, with a donkey and a pickaxe and a shovel, donkey pickaxe and a shovel, you are ignoring, uh, ignoring all social issues. Yes, social um, norms, norms certainly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you're stuffing a donkey with bills and then. Beating it with a bat to get it out of yeah. them again, you're you know you're you're living in a different kind of world. Yeah. So on okay. the edge, one for one, one for one, guys. Um. Uh, the next one is. Don't do anything that matters. Um. That I think that you're not really doing anything that matters when it treasure hunt. <laughs> when you treasure really not, hunt. you're really not. <laughs> you're treasure hunting. Yeah. Um. It, that's pretty straightforward. I mean, I think that's a clear yeah, that's a win there. I mean, you know, it matters to you, I guess, yeah. but it probably really doesn't so much. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're kind of doing it because why not? Yeah, that's such a gimme. I almost feel bad taking <laughs> exactly. it, but we'll take it, guys. Um, Number three, number go three. it alone. I Boom. mean, I said that from the get-go. You did say that. You, you did know, say that. You, I said bring a friend, bring but if you're going to bury your treasure, you certainly definitely want to go, go alone. alone. Yeah. Um, I, I do think, though, that, you know, the bring a friend, if you're taken from a militia man, mm-hmm. if you're taken from uh, from a drug dealer, it really helps to have someone watching your back in yeah. those moments. So we'll give that a kind of a half. Yeah. I think it depends on the type of treasure tr- treasure hunting it you're does. doing. Um, so we're at two and a half now, right? Um, uh, quit your job. Yeah, definitely quit your job. Go out and get a shovel and go find some treasure. <laughs> it's going to take you some time. It's not going to take you that long with the tips we have provided today. Right, but you know, you're not going to want to have a job. You're not going to want to when you go and do this. Yeah. Let's say it takes you a week. Yeah. Right? You're either going to want to take vacation time. But to me, it's about a commitment. I mean, we've talked about this before. Yeah. We you've you've posted on Twitter and you should follow us on Twitter. Um, you post on it, quit your job now. Quit your job now. You know what? If you feel like you really need some extra money, become a hypnotherapist and <laughs> plumb people's past right. lives w- for uh, you know evidence of treasure. Right. Okay, so we're three and a half out of four. Yeah. One and, more. And finally, you're rich. That's that's the <laughs> that's, that's the, the rule. rule. That's the tenth rule in yeah. the ten rules to <laughs> getting rich get as an entrepreneur yeah. entrepreneur. 
You're rich. Yeah. So, I mean, you go treasure hunting, you're rich. If you hadn't already figured that out, if we hadn't led you in that direction with this show, we're telling you outright. Yeah. So four and a half out of five, uh, that to me is a winner. Yeah. You know what? I have to say something about today's topic. Uh-huh. Uh, this was a topic that was given to us. It was. It was a, a suggestion. Listener. Yes. Um, and we want more suggestions. Yes, we do. If you want to send us a suggestion for a show, if you want to give us a rule to judge our get-rich-quick schemes by, you can send us it on Twitter at GRQ Josh Noel. Uh, via email at uh, getrichquick, or is it GRQ? Maybe that's the reason. <laughs> it's, it's GRQ with Josh and Noel. And you can look at our Facebook page and leave a message on there, which is Facebook slash GRQ Josh Noel. And as always, always, you can listen to us here on Radio Free Brooklyn. Radio Free Brooklyn. Uh, on iTunes. iTunes. Audio, Audio Boom. Boom. Any number of, uh, of, of podcast listening things. Always, if you can... Subscribe. Subscribe. Write a review. We want your feedback. If you write a good letter, or even if it's scathing, telling Noel that he's ugly, <laughs> which is terrible, because that's a terrible thing to say to the ugly people. Yeah. You don't let them know that. Um, or, you know, a nice one. And it's good. It's well-written, funny. We'll read it. Yeah. We have no uh, anything. No, we had someone send us a video of... How hard it was for Helen Keller to learn how to speak properly. <laughs> yeah, if you actually if you go on if you go on to our Facebook page, you will see it on there. Yeah, it's in a reply. It has a reply, and it's just uh, it's interesting. Yeah, I have to say, I'm yeah. not quite sure how it pertained to us. Uh, I think they're trying to say we need to speak more clearly. I thought it was. Well, I thought I think it's interesting that an Australian is telling us that we need to speak more clearly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, buddy. Um, <laughs> But yeah, and as always, we end the show with a little nod to uh, Herschel underscore the underscore Doxador <laughs> yeah. on Instagram. Leave us uh, some suggestions there. Yeah, you can leave a suggestion there as well. Uh, as always, thanks for listening to us, um, and we will talk to you again next week. Yeah, don't spend all that knowledge in one place, guys. <laughs>